0: Hello and welcome to a special series of live discussions we're hosting here at KBIA each day at this time in this place. Thank you for joining us. During this time of crisis, we want to open up the airwaves to the community here at KBIA. We want to provide community for everyone, connection, conversation, The coronavirus crisis has sparked tremendous changes in your life and our lives and the lives of people all over the world. And in the last couple of weeks, the crisis has arrived full on for us in Missouri. We want to know how you're coping how you're dealing with the crisis at home, wherever you are, you can join our discussion in these live uh, intersection programs every day at noon. The way to join the discussion is to call 573-882-9136. Again, that's 882-9136. What we've seen in the last... Just the last couple of weeks, MU has moved all of its classes online and then closed its doors, its dorms, sent students home. We've had libraries, restaurants, offices, theaters and more closing their doors. Our healthcare system, our infrastructure is struggling to prepare for and now to meet. The demand elections have been postponed, and many of us are working from home, isolating with our families or alone, practicing social distancing. Um, It's human nature to want to lean on our communities and hold our loved ones close, but in times like this, that means putting our loved ones at risk. So how are you coping with this abrupt new world that we're finding ourselves in? How are we staying connected during this time in isolation here in Columbia and in mid-Missouri? Again, give us a call to join the discussion. That's 882-9136. Our producer, Christopher Husted, will take your call and you can come right into the conversation and tell us the story of what you're doing at home, at work, uh, you might even be working on the front lines, we wanna hear from you. We also have a great guest for uh, this discussion today. Today we're going to focus on the topic of self-isolation, how we're surviving that, how we're maintaining a sense of community during these isolating times, and how we're generally just dealing with this crisis, what you're seeing at home. And we have an MU neuropsychologist, Dr. Laura Shop, who's going to join us and be on with us for this half hour. You can ask her your questions, or you can share your comments about what you're doing at home and elsewhere at work to stay safe and stay well. But first, we want to check in with KBIA reporter Sebastian Martinez-Valdivia. Sebastian is working on the front line uh, reporting as this crisis unfolds here in mid-Missouri for KBIA. Sebastian, how are you doing? Hang on one second. You all will have to bear with us as we uh, take our calls on the air during this live discussion. This way you know that we're live. Sebastian, are you there?
1: <laughs> I think I'm here. Can you? Okay.
0: <laughs> yes, we've got you, Sebastian. Thank you. I, okay, I The host momentarily forgot that I have a button to push when, when I go to a caller. <laughs> so, uh, Sebastian, um, you have been covering this on the front line. A lot of people, KBIA listeners, have been hearing your reporting. Um I want to hear really how you're doing and what you're finding out there what's the latest also the the latest on our local response how are things going and what are you seeing
1: been a very hectic couple of weeks Um, I've been kind of covering this more or less constantly over that time so originally that meant going to a lot of press conferences now luckily uh, we're not doing those press conferences in person anymore um, which is safer for everybody involved but it's been just kind of a constantly changing situation as people I'm sure have noticed if they've been following the coverage Um, on a call last week with some of my colleagues other health reporters from around the country um, somebody described it as covering a wildfire, and that seems like kind of an apt simile. Um, but speaking of things that have been changing um, here in, in mid Missouri, obviously we've seen our, our number of cases uh, go up just like everywhere else around the state pretty much, um, pretty rapidly over the last couple of days. So as of this morning, um, the health department, the city um, of Columbia and Boone County Health Department updates. Uh, the positive cases every morning and evening, so at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. So as of this morning, we have 17 positive cases in Boone County. Um, and so, in response to that, some of our healthcare systems have upped um, their preparedness and some of the measures that they had in place in case these numbers went up. So, uh, MU Health and Boone Hospital have essentially closed visits for people. Um, There's a couple exceptions, so uh, you can have a parent or guardian for pediatric visits. Um, There's some exceptions for end-of-life scenarios, Um, but pretty much across the board, visiting is closed. Um, They're screening all visitors at the door for possible symptoms um, that could be linked to COVID-19, and now they're also screening employees. So this morning, I talked with Dr. Mike Wakefield from MU Health, and and he basically explained um, that they're up to Tier 3 or Level 3 of their response. Um, which means that they have demonstrated community spread here in mid-Missouri. So not just people who have traveled, but also potentially people who have come into contact with them um, or people who have come into the area. Um, there's now what is called community transmission rather than specifically travel-acquired um, uh, transmission of the disease. Um, and so that means screening employees, um, canceling elective surgeries, and then, like I said, um, restricting visitors at facilities as well.
0: Okay. It does sound like a very hectic time, and uh, so we're at level three tier response. Um, Sebastian, what, how is Co- Columbia's response comparing to St. Louis and Kansas City?
1: So uh, we've, we've essentially seen uh, there have been more cases in the Kansas City and St. Louis areas, and so the measures that the City of Columbia has taken have been a day or two Uh, more or less behind what they've done in St. Louis and Kansas City. So St. Louis and Kansas City closed dine-in for restaurants and bars. And then a couple days later, we saw that here in Columbia. Um, Right now, the St. Louis area and the Kansas City area have essentially um, stay-at-home orders. They've been called shelter-in-place orders. The language is um, varied, but essentially they're... Uh, orders that people stay at home except for essential trips like to the grocery store or to the pharmacy um, or to take you know, short walks while maintaining that social distance of six feet or more. Um, and So we haven't had that similar kind of order here in Boone County yet. Um, the most recent order that we saw was closing restaurants and diners, uh, uh, restaurants and bars, diners um, offering, and then also uh, restricting gathering sizes. Um, so there, uh, those big cities are, are a little ahead of us in terms of orders from the top down, um, but also they've had uh, considerably more cases. The St. Louis area now accounts for something like half of the cases confirmed in Missouri or more. Um, and so, yeah, the orders from the top down have been a little um, slower here in Columbia, um, but essentially tracking those big cities by, by a day or two.
0: Okay. We're talking to Sebastian Martinez Valdivia, who's on the front lines reporting on the coronavirus crisis here in mid-Missouri for KBIA. Um, Sebastian, you just mentioned uh, that ho- there's been, there are so many changes in our culture and in, in our community right now, but the biggest upheaval seems to be arriving at our hospitals now. Unfortunately, you mentioned that um, a, a hospital visits have officially shut down, and we've been talking about this on the news team, that there's just a huge impact for people celebrating Um, new life, uh, bringing people into the world, people saying goodbye, Um, I mean, life and death and everything else goes on during this crisis. Um, What what are you hearing from providers um, who are now, you're saying, being screened as they arrive at at their workplace? Um, What are you hearing about their concerns and from the front lines there?
1: Yeah, so I, I've, I've been in touch with a couple um, different providers in different parts of the state, including here in mid-Missouri. And the biggest concerns I've seen kind of track with what has been the case nationally, and that's just concerns about equipment. Um, so the acronym that probably people have heard a lot is PPE, that's Personal Protective Equipment. That's things like the N95 face masks, surgical gowns, uh, gloves, coveralls, face shields. Um, And those have been kind of in short supply in a lot of places. Now, um, when I asked uh, MU Health about this, they said that they were uh, in a pretty good place um, and they had uh, contingency plans in in case they faced any shortages. Um, But I know other parts of the state and of the country have seen those shortages. Um, So the governor announced last week that um, he had procured some of those supplies, some of the the PPE um, from the Strategic National Stockpile. Um, And I got those numbers this weekend, um, and that's just for the shipment that they got in on Thursday. And so it was something like 57,095 masks. Um, And to be clear, providers will go through multiple masks on their shift um, because they have to disinfect every time they come into contact with somebody um, who potentially or has tested positive for COVID-19. And so they go through those masks pretty quickly. There's a limited supply. Um, now they're trying to look at other creative solutions. So MU Health said that they're um, trying to find new supply chains, making contacts with people um, in private industry who maybe haven't had direct contact with MU, I mean with um, healthcare suppliers in general. Um, and then also another thing that, that we've seen in other parts of the country is the community pitching in to kind of sew yeah. masks, um, create masks together. And MU Health told me earlier today um, that essentially they're preparing kits to send out to the community um, where people can sew together those kits um, for masks and give them to the hospital. They're cautioning right now that you can't just necessarily take fabric that you've got sitting around, um, make a mask, and then give it to the hospital. They have guidelines on, on what specifically they can use. But once they get these kits out to people and they can ensure that they're made in a safe environment, so animal-free, um, free of other contaminants, Um, then they can potentially start using those community-made masks as well.
0: All right. Sebastian Martinez-Valdivia, thank you so much for taking the time. You're so busy. You're covering this exhaustively <laughs> and have been for a couple of weeks and beyond now. So thank you so much for taking the time. We need to have you back because there's so much to talk about. Um, uh, listeners, I will let you know um, that you can follow Sebastian on Twitter. You can follow KBIA on Twitter, connect with him and get his latest updates on all of these Um Events and this crisis as it's unfolding. And certainly, if you're a frontline healthcare worker, um, stay in touch with us. Let us know what's going on with you. Thank you, Sebastian.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Take care. All right. And our guest today for this kickoff live discussion that we're doing every noon day here on KBIA and speaking with us remotely from her own isolation is Dr. Laura Shop? Um, she is professor and chair of the MU Department of Health Psychology. Dr. Shop is a clinical neuropsychologist and has worked to promote the mental health of immunocompromised or otherwise vulnerable people for much of her career. Um, you can also join this discussion, by the way. How has your life changed uh, recently for you and your family? Have you attended a Zoom birthday party or happy hour? Do you have a kid's birthday party to plan? And no idea how to do it in isolation. Perhaps isolation is the least of your worries. You might be continuing to work each day and you're worried about how to stay well in these stressful times. How are you maintaining a sense of community? We're going to be talking with Dr. Shop here on KBIA over the next 20 minutes or so. And you can join the discussion by calling us at 573-882-9136. Again, that's 882-9136. Uh, Laura Shop, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Oh, you're very welcome. I'm glad to be here.
0: Uh, You know, I think before the last couple of weeks, most people had probably never heard of social distancing, a new phrase that's very much part of our vocabulary right here, right now in mid-Missouri. So many people are hunkered down at home, Um, some of them very worried, some of them alone, some of them with loads of family between four walls. it's what everyone's doing and talking about um what does it mean to you to social distance and uh, i think this definition and in, in what's safe is changing all the time what is it looking like to you and and what are you seeing here in our community
2: well first i like to use the term physical distance with emotional support okay. rather than social distancing yeah. simply because uh, we're not really distancing from people. We're distancing physically. And so uh, it does, it, it poses challenges, of course, as you mentioned. Uh, there are people who are by themselves and there are people who are bunched up in a house with people that they might not normally spend so much time with. So if we think about children and and maybe even adult children moving home in those, it, it can feel a little tight or feel like a pinched shoe sometimes and um, the children aren't in school and so there's a lot of energy that needs to get out and so people need to make adjustments and uh, to understand that that it's perfectly normal for there to be a little friction sometimes for there to be a sense of dislocation and certainly loneliness for people who are sheltering by themselves and so there are things we can do about that to manage it but I do think of it as physical distance with emotional support.
0: That's a great clarification. It's physical distancing. So the challenge is uh, for us to figure out how to not make it so social in the distancing and and to stay connected in some way. In some ways, that's what this show is about. This is why we're doing this noontime half-hour daily program is to provide a sense of connection for people and and to connect and share information and community. Um, But Laura, you just mentioned, uh, you know, the range of ages. We've got kids at home. We've got teens. Uh, I've got a senior in high school who's now at home isolating during her senior year, you know, in the run-up to graduation. Um, Plus uh, elderly people, uh, my parents and so many of our parents and so many of us um, isolating and and feeling alone at at really a terrible time. Um, What are you seeing Laura, that, that people are doing that are that, that's innovative and that is really healthy right now to stay connected and maintain community?
2: Oh, there are so many things we can do. The first thing I recommend to people is to keep as much structure as possible in our lives. Mm-hmm. Everything feels like it's head over heels right now and a little topsy-turvy. So the, the, to the greatest extent possible, keeping a normal schedule. Um, sleep disruption, uh, meal disruption, time shifting, all of that are pretty destabilizing to our mental health. And so what we need to do is protect our schedule just as we protect our bodies. So for example, in my department, we're starting this week a very brief morning check-in. Everybody's going to be on the call and we're going to check in with each other at 8.15 in the morning just to keep that normal schedule and pace of work. Uh, I also recommend that people develop a buddy system at work and in their families. Who's the person that you're going to check in with on a daily basis to make sure they're doing okay? A person that you feel like you can lay things out to and they can talk to you as well. So a buddy system ensures that nobody's going to have to feel like they're out there on their own. And that can be implemented in the workplace. It can be implemented in the family. Um, so, there are uh, there's lots of things we can do okay
0: yeah well this sounds great dr shop let's uh, keep going with your solutions um let me go to a caller though um as people know they can call in we want to hear your solutions you might have a question for dr shop that number is 882-9136 here in columbia 573-882-9136 i'd like to take a call from uh, gary tatlow i think looks like calling here from columbia gary are you with us
3: yes i am
0: All right, Gary, uh, what are you experiencing right now? What would you like to share?
3: I'm a senior, I'm locked in, I have health issues and age issues, so I'm in the high risk category. Uh, Question, what services are available to people in my situation? Specifically, how do I get a haircut if this goes on for months and months? I'm going to look like Charles Manson before it's over. (laughs)
0: Uh, Gary, thank you so much for calling. I can relate. I had a teenage daughter cut my hair over the weekend. Um, You know, so many things are uh, throwing our our routines into kind of crisis. Uh, What do you think, Dr. Shop? Any suggestions on generally um, staying connected and also haircuts and other resources?
2: Well, you know, I think we all have to look in on, on service providers. I have a personal trainer and and people who, who do my hair and things like that. And if we can extend any particular kindness to them, uh, that is, you know, I have even heard of people who are sharing resources with people who are small business owners. Um, so I, I think that there's... Uh, A few things that we can do to to take some agency here, that is, when things feel out of control, then the way we get control sometimes is by reaching out and helping others. Um, That might be, I like to bring my neighbors some soup, or I make some yogurt for my friend, or something like that. Yes. Uh, There's a lot of things, small things, large and small, that we can do. Yeah. Uh, Mostly... Yeah, go ahead. Mostly I recommend that people start their day with a sense of what they need to accomplish today and who they need to take care of. So maybe developing a menu of tasks that really need to get done today and and also a menu of coping skills and one of the reasons for making that list at the beginning of the day is that we sometimes lose track uh especially under stress it can be very hard to generate solutions or to create structure in that moment and so i recommend that people have their list handy of things they can do when they feel stressed and and things that they can do to help others and things that they need to do to take care of business
0: that sounds great. Um, thank you, Gary, so much for that call. And I don't know if we have specific uh, haircut. Does, that's one thing. You know, people are doing exercise classes online. all um music lessons online if you're doing an exercise class music lesson maybe you're giving a music lesson online um give us a call let us know how it's going again that number is eight eight two nine one three six. 9136 let us know the th- ways your lives are are changing right now um give us your story we'd love for you to join the call um i've got uh, mr john uh swisher on the line uh calling us to share i think some ideas that he's had john do you want to join the discussion hi thanks yeah thanks for taking my call sure thanks for calling what are you doing these so, days so so
4: i'm a part-time pastor um uh, and uh recently retired from uh working with the department of corrections uh, in, in chaplaincy but uh we had church on zoom for the first time sunday and mm-hmm. it was interesting uh and and really nice in a lot of ways um uh, both the uh, folks from the church and um, I invited my family to come from both coasts so I had kids from California kids from from uh, New York and uh talking with us about how difficult this has been my daughter works in a, uh she's she's an actor but she works part-time as a as a wait person in a restaurant and of course that's all knocked out and her friends are are in a similar situation and there's just a, a lot of folks that have been affected by all of this we're in a uh flyover part of the nation here in some ways but uh but but it's interesting how much i don't know i'm I'm not a big fan of social media in general but i thought this was very helpful and it was kind of like having church we could people could participate when we got to the part about prayer and you know uh the church has been a kind of a place where uh, we've had social networking for a long time and calling it prayer yes (laughs) so (laughs) when, when we got to that point uh, there were so many interesting prayer requests from everybody, and, and the prayers that we, we set up were from the local congregation and from folks far afield, and, and that's what we try to do anyway is to keep in mind that we're just a small part of things, but that we can pray and it can be helpful.
0: Well, yeah, that's wonderful, Pastor Swisher. Thank you so much for for letting us know about that. Um, Dr. Shop, do you have anything to add about that prayer as a uh, social media?
2: Absolutely. Um I certainly have heard uh congregations are are widely adopting ways to connect virtually. Also 12-step groups and every kind of support group you can imagine is online these days. Uh, This week, particularly, there's been a burgeoning of online sources of support and uh, emotional connection with people. So I think you are one Google search away from finding a really great uh, source of support, whether that's spiritual, emotional, psychological...
0: Okay, Pastor Swisher, thank you so much for calling in and sharing that. A lot of people are doing church uh, online uh, right now. If you're doing church online, birthday parties online, I had a pajama party with my uh, nephews and niece um, last night online. Whatever it is you're doing online or ways that you're finding to maintain community during these really difficult times, we would like to hear from you. Um, we have another caller. Um, Jay is calling. Um, Jay, thank you. Welcome to our uh, live noontime KBIA discussion. How are you doing?
3: Uh, pretty good, thank you. And I want to say that I think that it's a great service that you're offering to have this. Uh, I think it's on a daily basis. Is that right?
0: Yeah, we're going to do it every weekday. Thank, thank you, and thanks for joining. Yeah, yeah we're we're one yeah, of those people m- who are coming to work right now. So <laughs> self isolation and well, working. Yeah. So what's going on with you, Jay? Uh,
3: the thing that I wanted to just uh, say is that uh, something that I have started doing during this time of. Uh, the, I guess isolation is uh, you still have contact with people for whatever reason. And what I started doing is creating a contact diary mm. uh, so that at the end of the day, I know where I went, if it picked up groceries or you know, just whatever, uh, even went for a walk so that I have some measure of like what I was doing yesterday or five days ago or mm. you know, uh, yeah. a week and a half ago. And otherwise, you sort of lose those things and and uh in memory and and so I think it would be helpful, especially if, if somebody turned up sick, then you have some way of notifying others that you know that was that happened so yeah, I think that it, and it it also helps kind of give me something to do in the sense that mm-hmm. like you know you can keep track of stuff and and by doing that. You have a little bit of you know, little control over something in your life
0: yeah well thank you very much for that jay um thanks for joining us join us again uh laura what do you think of that idea keeping a diary kind of uh that kind of outlines what you're doing and gives you a sense of structure probably as well I think Jay is really onto something here for so many reasons. One is
2: that he's correct, it can be very disorienting to have a prolonged uh, upset in our routines and, and pretty soon it can be easy to lose track of time and where we were and what we did. So that's one reason. Another is it will provide a really good way of contact tracing in case someone does come down with an illness and we'll be able to know who we were with and when we were there and things like that. But most importantly, it, it an anchor in time and place and this is going to be very valuable as we look back on this and I think one thing in the heat of the moment that we can often forget is that there is a future and we will look Mm -hmm. back at this time and Mm -hmm. I think it's valuable for people to be able to tell their story about um, what happened and how they dealt with it and Mm -hmm. and what were the steps that they took Um, there is a future in which we will look back and say I'm really proud of what we did here by ourselves and at a community and being able to note the particulars like this will help us to to have a coherent narrative of what's going on even in a time when when we're losing track of details of time and space.
0: Yeah, that's really hopeful. <laughs> Dr. Laura Schwab, thank you so much for saying that. Um, and if you, if your life has changed out there, you're listening, um, you're a teen that's stuck at home, if you're a kid stuck at home, give us a call. You're probably homeschooling. This is a noontime daily conversation we're ha- ha- having here, and you can join us. Let us know how your life has changed and how you're coping with it, how you're staying well, how you're staying connected. Um, we've only got a couple minutes here, but if you're quick, we can get you in. It's 882-9136. Again, That number is 573-882-9136. Dr. Shop, that's a really helpful thing um, to think about. When we get through this, one day we will be looking back. I think this is especially challenging for older people. We had our first caller um, talking about, you know, j- just trying to get a haircut, but also so many challenges in staying connected, um, you know, physical uh, connection is so important. What do you recommend for people who are isolating alone during this time, especially if they're older?
2: Yes, especially if they're older. Part of the responsibility there is going to be on the elder person, but there's also the responsibility, of course, of friends, family and neighbors. Um, for. People who are older, oftentimes they have a broader view of these things too. Um, so in the big picture, and there's a lot of wisdom among older people. They've seen a lot of things. They've seen hardship. They've seen difficulty. And They've also seen how resourceful people have had to be. Um, people who have a close connection with the time of the Great Depression, for example, they know we've been through hard things. They know we'll get through this, but they also know we're gonna. It's going to take all we've got for a while here. Doctor Shop, they're vulnerable.
0: That's sorry. That's great perspective. We do have one call. Let's see. I, I love that idea that the, the older among us have seen it all before. Um, let's bring in one last caller. We've got time for, um, uh, Kit Salter. Hello, Kit. Thank you for calling. We just got a quick moment to get your idea.
1: Good
3: idea. This is. Uh, I work. Kit and I work with a book group, and we meet every month. And so I'm putting together a little and a little collection for an email letter for these hundred people in the group. Mm-hmm paragraphs and poems and things we've had in the books we reviewed so when i i'll send them out tomorrow morning in the hope is that people remember these things have been part of our times for the last half year the last year they're still part of our time even though we're now all sheltered in place
0: all right thank you so much for that kit salter we just got you in at the uh, very end of our show um, Dr. Laura Shop, thank you so much for joining us. That's it for today's live intersection. Thank you again to Dr. Shop. Thank you, all of the callers. Um, we are doing this every day, noontime. Um, just want to say this program is being produced by Chris Husted with KBIA News Director Ryan Famuliner, help from Zia Kelly and Madison Conte. Uh, meet us back here each day, noontime. Let's talk. In the meantime, stay well and stay in touch.